Hello and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into the Fire. Tonight I'm on with um, Mom and Bill. Yep. Um, and today is um, Hobbit Day. Yeah, happy Hobbit Day. Happy um, Hobbit Day. The day that's popularly known as Hobbit Day in um, the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit fandom is um, September 22nd, which is the joint birthday of both Bilbo Baggins and Frodo Baggins. Um, and that's when some Tolkien fans, including us, um, get... We uh, celebrate fictional characters' birthdays. We uh, celebrate the world it's set in, cook up a feast, and this is our first um, cooking episode of this podcast. Yep. Um, should be uh, worth noting that two other... Tolkien uh, days that fans take note of are January 3rd, Tolkien's birthday, and March 25th, Tolkien reading day, um, which is the date that the ring was supposed to have been destroyed. Um, I think there's one other day. Didn't you mention something about publication date? um, Yes. Um, interestingly, I don't know whether this connects on with the choice of this day for the Hobbit's birthdays or not, but, um, the first publication of The Hobbit in, uh, 1937 was on, uh, September 21st, so the day before the birthdays of, um, The Hobbits. And, uh, we made up a big feast, and... Um, seven course meal. So some of the things we made, we made box tea on the griddle, um, from an unexpected cookbook by Chris Rachel Osland. And how would you describe it? It's like potatoes on potato the potato gr- pancake with bacon on top. Yeah, very delicious. And though spoiler alert, everything's very delicious here. Sorry. Though the Original recipe was talking about doing it as one big pancake. I couldn't physically flip the thing, so I divided it in half and saved half for tomorrow and made it into three more manageable sized pieces. Now, this is never mentioned in Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, but it's certainly something they would love. Um, Full of potatoes. We also made something called Plowman's Platter. Now, this isn't the only place I've seen this recipe, but um going to credit the Shire Cookbook by Chelsea Monroe Castle. Um, she actually, she's written a lot of fandom cookbooks. Um, and um, think of it as like an hors d'oeuvre plate, but with more like solid, heavier food with like farm fare, bread, cheese, pickles, fruit, um, salad... Um, now we did add scotch eggs to that platter. Yeah, don't forget the scotch eggs. They were very delicious. And I want to give credit to Starlight. Uh, um, Feast of Starlight. Feast of Starlight. Dot com uh, for uh, the idea of adding scotch eggs to the plowman's platter. Yep. 
And Although we also looked at the Shire good. Cookbook's version of that recipe, too. They're also just regular hard-boiled eggs, too. Um, there isn't really a set recipe for a plowman's platter. It's like whatever in that, you know, solid farm fare theme you want to add to it. And you make up an hors d'oeuvre plate of sorts of that, and it's meant to be eaten like a picnic. Yep. Um, and in the salad, I picked greens and fruits from our own garden and you know, wild foraged in the yard. I used wood sorrel, um, dandelion greens, borage, which is an authentic um, medieval flower that was used in salads back then, and raspberries off of our own raspberry bush. Yep. Um, and also um, nasturtiums, which are a flower noted to have grown in Bilbo's garden. They taste kind of radishy. And should point out Tolkien spelled them with an N, so it would have been probably pronounced Nestorian. Um that's not how it's spelled everywhere else, but um Tolkien spelled them in a special way and uh I'm not gonna say he was wrong. They tasted fresher and more refreshing than radishes, but yes, they had a slight radishy taste. Um We also made a shepherd's pie f- um, this was Bilbo's 111th birthday feast, Shepherd's Pie from FeastOfStarlight.com. This was a very involved, um, lot of, lot of prep, lot of chopping, but it came out delicious. Um, we put in more garlic than it said, um, and we used bison meat because we didn't have beef or lamb. Yeah. Um, it was really good and um mom did a lo- most of the work making that so thank you um yes thank you very much sherry the magic limbus bread of the elves from the lord of cooking by susan gray a limbus bread in um the lord of the rings book it's an elvish bread it's kind of honey tasting i think it was kind of wafery and so calorie dense like you eat a bite of it and it's keeps you going while working hard for a day. We don't really have a way to replicate that, and I'm not sure we'd want to for an ordinary meal. Um, (laughs) It resembled shortbread. Most Lembus recipes you can find online or in books will resemble shortbread. Um, I tried one recipe in the past that was more like a heavy, nutty dessert bread, but this one was shortbread-like. It was very good. Um... We didn't uh, try to make any leaf wrappings this time. Um, some fans will, you know, make like felt wrappings or try to wrap a leaf around it. In the books, they'd be wrapped in the Malorn tree leaf, which doesn't exist. It's a fantasy version of a beech tree, and beech leaves are little. Um, we had apple crisp from the Betty Crocker cookbook. Which They're- predates all these other fantasy cookbooks. Very good. Yeah. Well, the plowman platter, I imagine, predates. That's like an actual authentic. But I'm talking about the publication of all these cookbooks are much more recent. Yeah, they're pretty recent, yeah. And this was not from any of the cookbooks, but I made the tomato sausages and nice crispy bacon like Mary and Pippin were making on that fire. They shouldn't have said that attracted the Nazgul. I will say the bacon didn't exactly stay crispy because of it was being in the same pan as the tomatoes but yeah, it was still good it was, it was good bacon. it was very good and for drinks um we had sweet cider available um mead pumpkin beer sangria, sangria. 
And uh, I had some mint tea in a cup. Um, all so of which are all of these, so hobbits would shy. like any of these. Yeah, exactly. Hobbits would go for everything we made here. And somehow they would make it. Uh, we, we had a discussion on how is it possible for hobbits to uh, have time to cook as much as they surely must in order to have these Yes, they allegedly like... And, to have this seven times a day or whatever it is. Six meals a day in the books, seven in the movies, yeah. and they want nice meals. I don't think they're having little, uh, oh, here's my light snack of nuts or whatever. No, they. it's fully implied that they are... They're like having feasts every time. They I don't know, I wouldn't say fully feasts okay, every time, but, but yeah, they're meals, having a meal. Solid meals. I, I'm thinking that surely they had leftovers a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a good point. We Even the rich hobbits who could afford it, like Bilbo or, frankly, most of the other um, main character hobbits in these series, um, they have to be in the kitchen all day to keep their yeah. preferred amount of food going. But, but Sherry, I, Sherry made a really good point. I was in point. the kitchen all day just for this. Yeah, but Sherry did make a very good point that... Uh, they surely do have leftovers. I mean, we had we have some. We leftovers. have half the meals still in the fridge. Yeah, because it was way too much for three people to eat. And, and if and if they've got little hobbits to feed, or oh, Farmer Maggot and his wife, and their how many sons do they have? Was it two or three? Uh, feed them too. Well, they weren't little anymore. I mean, they were hobbits. They were sort of little, but. Well, I, I think this is one of those things where, yeah, you totally could make this a real holi- a real food-themed holiday. And, and have, plenty uh, of uh, Tolkien fans, too. Yeah. Well, I put in more work than I do on Thanksgiving today. Oh, gee. No, just, yeah. it, it was a lot to do, um, but we made a lot of things, and I think it all came out good. Yep. And, um... I'll also mention that in the plowman's platter, um, I put a little dish of um, candy apple jelly, and um, Mom made this. And you want to talk about that some? Um, it's funny. It's primarily, you know, pectin, apple juice, sugar, and cinnamon imperials, those little red cinnamon candies that you buy, uh, sprinkle on cakes or whatever, and that's what makes it candy apple is the cinnamon imperials yeah. with the apple juice. It's really good. I like to put a little bit of it on ice cream, which maybe isn't quite hobbitly, but... Um. And it's a pretty red red color. And, uh, oh yes, we also, um, we had banana bread on this um, plowman's platter. Now, the bananas, I don't I don't think anybody in the Shire would have even known what a banana was, you know. I don't think anywhere north of Harad would have had the climate to support a banana tree. It's not something that stores well to travel for trade. Um, But all the same, it went pretty well with this. I think the hobbits would have liked it. Um, Hobbits might have had nut bread instead without the banana. Um... Maybe put some blueberries in. Is there any uh, anything else anyone would like to? 
Yeah, it was it was very good. So we don't always make the same thing for it, but this is a tradition that we uh, have been doing this every year for a while now. And and uh, also, I'll tend to start a slow marathon of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I'm not good. I don't binge watch them all in one day. That's not practical. But I'll like start with the animated Hobbit or the live action Hobbit and um, go over the the movies for maybe a couple weeks. Um, you know, slowly. Yeah. So it's the it's the start of a you know Hobbit marathon. Now, if you look through my memories, you can see some of the things we did on previous years. Um, yes, we um in a last year we had assorted cheese and crackers, um, stuffed mushrooms, Mrs. Maggot's cottage pie. You can find that recipe online. And mixed berry tart. And, um... That's a shepherd's pie in that one image. And another year, um, we did those, um... The heavy dessert bread type of lembas. We usually have some kind of mushroom thing. We didn't this time, but, um, hobbits love mushrooms. We've done a Bjorn's honey cake before. Got anything else? Yes, that's that's the Beyond's honey cake, the dessert bread type of lembas. Um, there's Smog's gems, which were a little like no bake cookie ball that had um, whiskey in it. Um, that was not from much. four years ago. Bread plate with cheeses and butter and jam. Um, what's in this corner? I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure. I should have commented on what it is. Another stuffed, stuffed mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. And these are little tart things. Surely with apple in them. And... If I recall correctly, we've also done a sort of little hand pie savory with probably meat in it. Yep. And they were delicious as well. As you can tell, I'm a very big fan of Hobbit Day. And I'd uh, say so that wraps up the episode. Thank you very much to listening to Cast It Into the Fire. Um, we'll still have our regular episode on Saturday um, besides this one. Um... Oh, we have a little spider that's joined us for our uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, go back to Mirkwood, my little friend. Yeah, he's not old and fat yet. And uh, goodbye. Have a great evening. Happy we'd, Hobbit we'd, Day. Happy Hobbit Day, and we'd love to hear what you had for Hobbit Day. Uh, you can, uh, com- can, can they comment on Facebook? Yeah, they can comment on Facebook. We got the Facebook page for Cast It Into the Fire podcast and the group. Feel free to follow and join the group and comment anything you like and yep. we'll read it. Absolutely. Listen in to the podcast, 
tell others about them and uh, follow us. You'll find interesting things about all sorts of uh, subjects. Thank you for listening to Cast It Into the Fire and Happy Hobbit Day to you all. Happy Hobbit Day. Happy Hobbit Day.